You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Salem After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Salem After Show. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another AfterBuzz TV After Show for your favorite show, Salem. Uh, I am your host for today, Anna Koppel. We are one down one, Bobby De Niro. Um, but he'll be back next week, and he's greatly missed today. Um, but I am joined by... Jesse Owen. And hey as guys. always... What's up, everyone? I'm Marissa Serafini. Yay! So we're just, uh, it's all girls today. You know, three, three ladies. We're awesome. We're awesome. <laughs> just, just three, but you know, we always, we always like everybody's opinions and, uh, it's definitely, I think this is a show that calls for a male perspective. So if anybody would like to tweet at us or iTunes, YouTube, you know, we're here. We're here and we love to hear from you. So let's just get right into this. So, uh, Whole new side of cotton. I feel like we just get to learn more about cotton all the time, which I love. Yeah, he definitely showed a different side of him. He was he was kind of I don't want to say mean because that's such a not right word for it, but like he was just like a rapist, pretty much. He yeah, that's definitely rape. Number one, um, he showed a strong pimp hand. I felt um, this evening. I don't know what's going on. so. It's clear that everybody knows that he has daddy issues because the first thing every woman does to him, or time out, do all men have daddy issues? I'm like having a revelation right now. <laughs> I, no, I wouldn't say all men would have daddy issues, but he definitely has some serious daddy issues because every episode he's saying, my father, my father, he's always being compared. Or his, the people that he's interacting with, like your father would have been happy or done this for you and whatnot. So you, we definitely have daddy issues. But the thing tonight with tonight's episode or last night's episode, we're covering it today. But today's episode that he, we see some vulnerability in him. And then to have that turn at the end, not to jump right ahead, but we see a more subdued kind of guy who's kind of giving in, not, I shouldn't say giving in, but he's questioning things now. He's not just going, he's not as extreme as he used to be. And he's questioning and going things rationally. And then to have a switch at the end. Yes, well, and Mary is so good at manipulating, and she had a line. They go to find to find answers, and uh, and and Tituba asks how she's going to find answers, and she said the quickest way one finds answers blame, and it goes right to Cotton and starts talking about uh, his father, and um, and reminds him, you know, you weren't my first choice. You're not who I sent for. You are who I settled for. And she just knows how to play this guy, just play into every insecurity he has, knows to compare him to his father again. And uh, and it really works. It really does. So it sends him right over and we'll we'll get into uh, his visit to Mercy in a in a little bit, but but uh, was the encounter with Georgiana before or after Mary 
questioned him and said that you were second choice? With Gloriana, um, that happened at his encounter with Gloriana at the public house or at when the church. When he raped her in the church. When he raped her at the church happened. He raped her at the church after he spoke to Mary. Yeah. Okay, so that probably played a big part in why he treated her oh, like that. Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely what happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there there was a big buildup every single time we see his character tonight that, like, something's slowly eating away at him, and then he just, you know, bursts at the end. And then, you know, goes through that terrible, terrible action. I almost wonder if, like, that wouldn't have happened. Like, would he have accepted Georgiana? Like, because she was pretty much saying, hey take me for who I am. This is the, you know, my father's house, the Lord that we pray to, you know, what makes it different. I just want to see him get married. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I'm questioning why was Gloriana in this acting like this? She was very manipulative and getting into his head compared to what we just saw last episode where she was kind of convincing him to maybe leave or, you know, be rational in his choices. And then she also kind of gets into manipulative mode as well. Right. I'm, I think that she did not start out manipulative. I think that she went over there because that was a, a bold thing happened at that public house. You know, he went to, he, he almost got in a bar fight over a whore. She I, liked what, it. Yeah, and she did. And she also knows that that's risky for him. And so I think she went to genuinely thank him and say like, you know, I know what you did is a big deal, and it really means a lot to me. Yeah. And, and I um, know you care about me, and you really like me, and you have feelings for me. But I think he was like, "No, I have to prove to you I don't." Right, and and that's what he said. And he was like, "Well, I, you know, I care for you as much as I care for a sick child or a wounded An puppy animal. or so." Yeah, <laughs> like you know, it's offensive. So to go from something that I'm sure meant the world to her, meant everything to her, and to you know, say, oh, actually meant nothing is awful. So, yeah, he told I, her I that the she point. was uh, charity and pity and charity. That's what he said. Right. Oh, so and that's why I think she went into manipulative. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was making also digs at her, too. So that might have added to it. But to call her charity, especially after all these episodes where he was actually kind of showing general respect towards her and then to turn in and say, no, you're just charity. You're just pretty much trash. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, which is another thing why he probably turned on her. Yeah. But so not only was it, and then he rapes her right there on the stairs in the house leaves. of the Lord and then leaves. No, 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 no. not just leaves, not just leaves. But throws money on top of her. Like a prostitute. Like a prostitute. Pay for your acts. Um, but who knew that he even had, like, that much street cred, I feel. He's like, yeah, just throw in change. It was just crazy to me. Like, Yeah, I wonder what their relationship's going to be like now. Oh, you think there's still a relationship? Well, I don't know. Yeah, there's no relationship that. I don't know, because if she is a whore, I mean, whores aren't going to let their feelings get involved, and they'll do anything for money, so. But the thing is, she did let her feelings get involved. You can see that Gloria kind of actually did genuinely care for her. For him, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She definitely, yeah, I think whores only don't get involved with their clients, from what I know, from what I hear. 
um, from, what I, <laughs> from what I know firsthand. Um, but but they have a relationship. It's like he's not a customer. That's her boy, right? Isn't that her boo? Didn't we establish this? Yeah, I mean, they had a DTR session last episode, didn't they? Mm. In a way. A DTR? I think Define she tried to, I think she tried to kind of have that talk, but did it the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Do not go about that way, ladies. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, there's no right way to go about that conversation, I feel. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah, okay. so, well, so, <laughs> moving on. So the other half of, of Cotton... We'll get to um, later. In the meantime, uh, <laughs> we have witches in Salem, folks. Um, so Magistrate Hale, it's put it's put on to Magistrate Hale that he needs to um, earn the trust of John Alden. And uh, he hasn't been trying to do that since John Alden's come back into town. Uh, and now he needs to figure out how to do that quickly. Um, because on top of him just feeling, I think, threatened by John Alden in, in general, um, to his plan as, um, as a warlock, I think he, he does have that sort of overprotective father vibe because, you know, his daughter's super hot for him. Um, and his daughter was just affected by the witches last episode. Right. So he's in that protective father mode. Exactly. So... But so now he has to go buddy up to him. Which I don't think is going to happen. I mean, clearly John Alden does not trust him. He thinks he's out to expose him, basically. But also well, I feel like... Oh, go ahead. Well, it's kind of like keep your enemies close. In a, in a way. Maybe not enemies, but just the people that you want to try to make allies. Or just keep a close eye out on John Alden. I also mm-hmm. just think that Magistrate Hale is terrible at this. Because I feel like if you're going to start... To try to gain somebody's trust. You don't start by throwing them a party. Like, I don't know. Start with coffee. Or, I don't know, some sort of... Or go about a more subtle way. Yeah. I'm throwing you a giant party. I mean, that's a little bit suspect. We haven't been friends at all. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, Magistrate Hale is a person in authority. And um, he's a public figure. So when a lot of people see him... People are going to believe it. He has to keep up appearances, mostly for himself. Right. I, I thought it was interesting how um, he brought the doll out to John. Like, he automatically, like, was basically saying, hey, I was spying on you guys in the woods. This is the doll we we're talking about. You know, it's like, so that's even more reason for him not to trust him. Oh, you were spying on me? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, and then the necklace with Anne. Yes. Um, which I looked up, and it is a metal. Um, basically, it says it's a magical metal, and it's used to make weapons. So, and you said I was taking notes at the time, but she saw her finger. Um, yeah, Mary's burn. fingers were like mm-hmm. her flesh was burning, and then she went over to she. What do you want to say? Oh, I, I thought that was cool because it showed that this is this little instrument is going to help prevent Mary's magic from affecting Anne again. Because magistrates learning, especially mm-hmm. after knowing how powerful Mary is and knowing that Mary can affect Anne. Hey, let's put this necklace that can protect her against Mary. And then it just shows like just this little thing how it affects her. If there is something bigger, something could stop her. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I think it's really interesting because we we learned. I'm going to be um, jumping around here a little bit, and I apologize, but we did learn a little bit about. Um, uh, what goes into some of these potions because in that necklace there was valerian um, which I will sometimes take to help me sleep and uh, and then in so Mercy's father I guess is a also a reverend um, Reverend Lewis and he as part of her exorcism gave her agrimony in a cup so I you know the first the first episode we were asking you know what's it about putting all over Mary's lips so what is this you know so um so I think it's kind of cool that we're learning some of these it's like herbs mm. herbs well yeah but homeopathic remedy herbs <laughs> right well I just hope by the end of the season we'll be able to hex somebody or something I don't know and a few <laughs> toes <laughs> and all that good stuff yeah. if someone goes missing <laughs> it is not our fault it's really yeah <laughs> we're not Aggie. <laughs> Um, no, I'm keeping, I'm going to keep a recipe book just in case. <laughs> who knows, who knows what'll come up. Uh, but yeah, okay, so now, so now John is kind of, he's like, he's more in the group, but, but still not. But more accepted? What do you think? I, obviously we see it's just a ploy to get, um, Hale just to have a watchful eye over him. Keep him close. But is he still, I don't believe it. But do you still, but... Not necessarily with the witches, but like with the townspeople of Salem, do you think he's going to have more information? Maybe. It, it would help him get more information from other people if he is initiated in that way. So he could use it to his advantage. I think people already kind of look up to him because, I mean, nobody really talks bad about him. And obviously he has a really good reputation because um, William Hook, who we'll talk about later, um, he was trying to exploit him, you know. Well, let's talk about him now. Let's let's. So he was trying to exploit him in what sense? Um, basically, he was talking about how he wasn't the war hero everybody thought he was because he killed all those innocent men. But I mean, I guess back then it would have been a little different. But now, I mean, yes, people die. Innocent people die every day in war. I mean, that's what war is. You know, nobody likes war. But I don't understand how that could really sabotage. You know him in the community because obviously we know he killed people it was a war <laughs> right well um and i'm not quite sure either but you know spoiler alert guys kind of not really um the the gentleman who plays uh uh lieutenant william hook um xander berkeley uh he's on the title all of the time you know and it says on imdb he's in nine episodes so we have not seen the last of him and uh We'll learn more about this because it can't just be like, oh, you killed people in war, prove that they're innocent, you know, or guilty. That's, there's gotta be more to the story. And now he's, I don't know, in this pit with the untouchable deads and, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for the storyline actually. What are you wanting to say, Marissa? <laughs> I, I like him. I think he's interesting. Another interesting foil for, uh, uh, John. John Alden, um, because we see him always going against Cotton, but now we're seeing Cotton becoming a more subdued character, and now we bring this interesting, intriguing guy in and have John go against him. And I think the storyline, even this character, will add more layers to John, and maybe in the end, maybe this William guy can help take down all these witches, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, but we'll he's, see. he's dead, isn't he? I don't think he's dead. Yeah, no, I, I really don't think... I don't think they would put him on the title for every episode 
Yeah. If he's only, they would say like special guest, whatever, guest yeah. starring. After hearing you just saying that he's attached for like nine technical episodes and they just kill him in yeah, the first episode we see him, I don't think some, that was a quick Something choke. just came to me. Okay, you know, spoiler alert, for the previews for the next episode, did you see the face? That Mary was saying, who tell, it, tell me who John Alden is. What oh. if it's him? At first, oh. I thought it was the blacksmith. But now thinking about it, you know, obviously, if someone's face is off, it's not going to look the same. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good catch. Yeah. It might be him. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, tell me who he really is. <laughs> or, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. And so, now, apparently, he was... Uh, Lieutenant Hook was hired by Rose, also an old world witch. And I'm not really sure what their uh, connection is other than he was just hired as a courier. And uh, and he was able to get whatever – the ship was quarantined for whatever reason and he was able to – There was like an infection going around, sickness or something. Mm-hmm. But he was able to – break into Mary's house, talk to Mr. Sibley, who, by the way, genius, Mr. Sibley, genius. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, you would think he'd write a little more. Like, I mean, it just (laughs) says which. Yeah, it was was smart. My thing is why, um, after, you know, the stabbing, we see why he does that. That was brilliant. But why have William... Out of all the people, be the only one to interact with Mr. Sibley in that way. And maybe have that hope that William is going to tell someone that's actually important that can stop Mary. Instead, he tells Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's my thinking on that, because I thought I I did think about that. Um, Now, imagine you're being held captive by a witch, (laughs) and you're being tortured every day, and... Uh, your only way to get a message out is to um, dig into your leg with a metal rod and uh, you finally are able to complete one word. And I'm thinking that the next person to walk into your room right. who isn't the person who's holding you captive, you're going to hand that note to. I'm just thinking, like, that's what I would do probably if I'm in, like, a tortured situation. I would have just pricked my finger and just wrote it, you know. I don't know if yeah, I would have just, like... Yeah, there are easier ways to... <laughs> like, I thought there was a reason. I thought maybe he was trying to get the frog out. Less or... masochistic ways of getting out that message. I would just... At his point, he should just, like... Right, yeah. right, right there. But he's hoping to regain his capacities, I think. Re- his facilities. Well, we did what learn in this episode that Mary's like not as strong as you know. She does have her weaknesses with the metal, and then Mercy, obviously, which we'll get into that. I keep jumping ahead, but um, <laughs> the best part, yeah, obviously, you know, she does have her weaknesses. So maybe he sees, maybe he has seen her weaknesses, and he kind of knows, Mister Sibley. Mm. So knows how to. Yeah. Knows how to take her down. Yeah. That, that, that'd be cool because, I mean, you be, we see that letter with just the one word and you kind of wish that he had more. But, uh, yeah, that, that would be interesting. He would, I think Mr. Sibley is going to help be also be a part of the takedown of Mary at the end. Yeah. Or will there be a takedown? 
Or there has to be, eventually. Unless she just takes over Salem, you know. (laughs) Maybe her plan will work. I don't know. I try to think about when we, the very first episode, how we saw how awful of a person George Sibley is. And I have to ask myself, who's the worst person? Like, are you Team Mary or Team George? (laughs) Vote now. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I think I'm Team Mary. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who I am right now. Um, all right. So let's, let's, unless you have anything else to say about the, let's go into, uh, into Mercy here. Cause. Mercy, that poor girl. I mean. Oh my goodness. She cannot get a break. No, she can't. It's so crazy. Her own father like cut her stomach open, but it's just crazy how that everything's controlled by her, by the little snake kind of like George, everything he does controlled by the frog. Well, if you, yeah, if you think about it, snakes and frogs, they have a negative connotation. Mary's using it as an evil conduit to do her bidding, uh, especially uh, within Mary and uh, the other girl. No, Tituba? it was Mercy. Um, but, yeah, Tituba. But uh, And Mr. Sibley, you know, she's using these animals against these people's wishes. So it makes sense to have the snake finally getting out of mercy and her becoming normal yeah 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 it makes it makes sense sense. (laughs) okay (laughs) i thought you were going on sorry oh no it it and because when she doesn't have that control anymore because they're out right yeah absolutely um so there must be some sort of weird reptile inside of mary also well when she looked in the mirror she's just an ugly like soul i don't know i don't know she would have an animal because well there's inside of sibley and it happened to her against her will right but mary's the one she complied to it mary's the one that's controlling everyone else no one's controlling Mm. her with anything what about tituba what about in any of them do do any i feel like there have to be reptiles and other people is what i'm trying to say here tibita down if she wanted to i think she has that power because tibita is just a slave I wouldn't say slave, but definitely a partner in crime. But do you know something interesting? Fun fact: some uh, little, not really news. It's just history. But the original Tibuta, Tibuta, um, she, you know, she was accused of all the witchcraft, and she, uh, like, went along with it. She was like, "Yeah, I did that." So then they wouldn't like kill her. They never ended up executing her because. She kept on and saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I did it. I can do that. So they'd keep her on so they could get information out of her. Hmm. That's a smart way to keep alive. Yeah. For longer. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to read more about that. Okay. Okay. Back to the exorcism. Back to the exorcism. Of Mercy Lewis. <laughs> oh, that snake. Creepy. <laughs> creepy, creepy. Super creepy. Um, And somehow her dad figured it out and... Actually, her father, yes, and not just, like, Father Lewis. Yeah, because I was getting confused because we know he's a reverend as well, and sometimes, you know, reverend, religion, you always call them, like, fathers or something, and religion sometimes, too. And then, but we had the line later that her father, so, uh, yeah, I guess they are related. Yeah, oh, and that makes sense because she, Mary called him an idolater, so. Yeah. So, yeah, so, um... Catholicism super hated, I guess, and that's something that 
Go ahead. I was surprised <laughs> with that because this seems like very religious or anti-religious, but then Catholics, which I kind of consider maybe not, not I shouldn't say top, top, but definitely the one of the most religious religions out there, and that to be so against um, Catholics in the show. Well, but so don't forget that, like, um, England had already created its own church to, for from the persecution really, yeah, of the Catholic Church, and then the Puritans came here. Puritanicals. For uh, Puritans. religious persecution. So yeah. it would make sense that they would super hate Catholics. Um, but go ahead. Don't they kind of like believe, not really believe the same things, but a lot of things are similar? Like, oh, totally. And that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I was talking about last week. Like, I'm really excited for this, like, oral world and new world, which is, it seems like, listen, you guys have the same beliefs, uh, but. Mm-hmm. But are you, you're like arguing about it? Um, I mean, yeah, this is not, I don't feel comfortable going into like a religious debate right now, but, but, uh, but yeah, there are similar, there are a lot of similar. So Catholic's not good. Or the Catholicism <laughs> is. We at AfterBuzz TV yeah, we don't think Catholics this. are terrible. No, we no. don't condone this. But <laughs> in the show, apparently Catholicism is not, uh, smiled upon. <laughs> yeah. And also in real life Salem, in sixteen ninety two, they also didn't then. like Catholics. Then that's so weird. So <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I just uh, it's really hurting me to not make inappropriate jokes. Let's please move on. Uh, so <laughs> yes, let's not. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so she's she's fine for a couple days. Um, Mary's upset that she doesn't, she finds out that she doesn't have control over Mercy anymore. Cause she tried that one time when Mercy was in the public town square there. When she was going to accuse, uh, Sibley's friend, mm-hmm. the blacksmith. And then she doesn't have full power over her anymore. And that's mm-hmm. when they all meet in the woods and decide to make their plan. This is who does what, and that's when Magistrate Hale decides to throw John Alden a birthday bash, or welcome to the Bash. Yeah, and it also shows that Mary's realizing that people are starting to figure things out. They're um, like everything with all, all the witchcraft and stuff. That because we see Anne get the the necklace, which goes against Mary, and now we see um, Mercy not have the snake anymore, which Mer- Mary can't control. So she's slowly losing her power. But was that? Are you talking about the end when Mercy's holding the snake and she's like, "I know what you are." Are you you're talking about that part? Is that like, was that really mercy or was that just like a flashback or like not a flashback, but a um, hallucination? Yeah, I think that, well, that was definitely Mary's doing. But up until that point, we see Mary, she's questioning herself because she doesn't have the full control that she's used to. And people are going against her in that way. And then that's what also helps Mary do this, um, whatever, communication through the that creepy old hag looking woman yeah. again um, to get the snake back into Mercy to have that full control over her again. But I almost wonder what would have happened if Mercy would have stopped the snake, you know? Like, it's like, because she was like, open up your mouth, and Mercy did. And it's like, you know, was she controlling her at that time? Or, you know, what so, would have happened if she would have been like, no? Yeah, like, and I would have loved to see that too because we do see Mercy. She's trying so hard to fight against Mary all these times, 
and you think at the end of this that she might have this strong willpower to do it, but she still doesn't. She's a weak kind of person. Well, I don't, I don't think she's. I think it was the first episode. I predicted that Mercy was going to be one of Mary's uh, serious adversaries, and uh, and she may yet be. She may have just accepted that snake into her body because she knew that she was strong enough to to come at Mary, and if maybe that's the only way they can be connected and like on the same level. I don't know. I mean, this is all just. I, I don't know, but um, she could come at her that way, and it's um, an interesting way. But the yeah, I can see where you're coming from for that. But the way that they showed it in this episode, it showed that Mercy really didn't have that strong willpower to go against Mary yet. Yeah, and and she might not. Who knows? But but we'll see. Maybe it, one day she will. Maybe I I think she's going to be an adversary for Mary. I really do. I'm holding on to that. Maybe okay. Hale will turn on Mary and use Mercy against Mary. <laughs> this could go all night. <laughs> that'd be cool. I'd like that. That'd be a nice twist too. The show yeah, definitely. All right, are we missing anything? A uh, lot happened. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, oh yeah. Um, I do want to talk about what. I wonder what that box is that was oh, yeah. in parcel seven six nine. Right. You know. Um. He. I mean, he obviously saw something on it because the look on his face. Because if you see a box, you're not going to be like, oh, my God, unless and you see something. it kind of had a symbol on it, too. Yeah, I wonder if he knew. Did it show John Alden after he found the box? Yeah, because he saw Mary. He had the box. Yeah. And then she made that little remark. Um, he said, sweet dreams, Mary. And she said, uh, maybe perhaps they've just begun because she saw him, the man yeah. of her dreams. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, when I saw that box, my mind just went to Pandora's box, and then I was like, now we're getting mystical in here, and that doesn't make sense with this type of show. But I don't know what's in the box. If it's Mary's soul. What's in the box? Rose wanted it secretly. Didn't want anyone to know. So it's something definitely powerful enough that the witches want it. My mind went to Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that movie? Yes, I have. Yeah, there's a magic box in there, too. Uh, yeah, it looks like they kind of know what it's for, though. Or they know, I guess not. But in previews for next week, they're saying, we know that the witches want it, so let's use it. What it, because Rose is a witch. I wonder if Rose can do, um, like, spells and stuff to people, even though, like, people don't really know she exists. She's kind of like the, the wood witch. So it's like, I wonder if she could do something to John Alden or know that he's the one who has the box, you know? Uh... I don't, so here's a question I've had since we started the show. I don't know if I've put this on air or not. I know I've tweeted about it, but if anybody knows the difference between a witch, a warlock, a wizard, a sorcerer, and there's one more that I can't think of right now. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that like, I think they're synonyms, but one I think maybe can only do spells and I, I don't know. But if anybody knows the differences between these things, if you could please tweet at me. Um, Maybe if you are one, you could come be a special guest. <laughs> <you are> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, iTunes, anything. I would love the answers because I feel like maybe that would we would be able to tell some of those things a little bit more easily. Like, oh yeah, that's one of Rose's potions because she's only does sorcery. I don't know. I don't know. I'm making that up because I don't know. <laughs> We're about to see some so crazy stuff know, based you know. on the uh, previews for next week. Some crazy stuff's about to happen. I yeah. think so. I think that I think that's all I have, ladies. Uh, you know, let us know. Definitely on iTunes. 
Definitely yes. on iTunes. Always rate, comment. We love five stars. We do. We don't have Bobby tonight, but I'm sure he would have loved to talk about Titaba. We miss you, Bobby. We, yeah. we miss you, Bobby. Come <laughs> home soon. Yeah, um, because Tip. Tidba played a bigger role in tonight's episode a little bit too, and she seems like she's going to play a bigger role in next week's episode. But uh, you were going to say something? No, I go ahead. Uh, but it, I think it sh- kind of shows that um, Tidba she she's partnering up with Mary. We know this, but she's starting to question Mary a little bit here and there. Yeah, what do you think? I think maybe she's starting to doubt giving Mary so much power because it was. Tituba, I'm never going to say her name right. Say it fast, Tituba. Tituba. There we go. There we go. Um, I feel like uh, she's questioning whether or not it was a good idea to give her so much power. Mm So, They're slowly losing her power with the people around her. They're slowly kind of going away from her, turning against her a little bit. Is there a possibility that they'll let her go from the clutches? That Mary will let her go? Let that them they'll go? let Mary go. Ooh. Or that's that's mm. between her and Satan. <laughs> I don't know. I think her that, soul's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a bigger bigger issue that we'll cross when that when the we get to that bridge. Okay. <laughs> All right. I did want to point out one more thing if you guys don't have anything else. Um we were talking about this while we were watching it. Did you notice when John Alden was visiting his parents' grave, who we still don't know how they passed away, um, but uh, when how it had so much information about his father and then such little information about his mother. Like on his father's, it had um, he was a sheriff. He was born in the county of Essex, England. He died in the town of Salem. He departed March 8th. It had all of that, but on his mother's, it just said, uh, Lyeth buried here, departed this life, married to eternity. Like, it didn't really say anything about her, who she was. And I wonder, like I was telling her, I wonder if that's, like, a, a thing that they did back then. Like, men, you know, since they were kind of higher rank, they got this whole, you know, is it called an epi- epitaph? Is yeah, epitaph. Yeah. Um, and also, if you think about it, the time back then, men were more respectful more respected and had a higher authority. People are going to care more about the men's career and who they were as people than women are. But bring you bringing that up, maybe we'll get maybe some more backstory on John's mother and might have a play into this story. I thought it was odd that they didn't say where she was born for some... I, I thought that was strange. Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. We'll find out. Okay, kids, so, news and gossip? Um. No? Okay. No. Great. Predictions. All right. (laughs) Yeah. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Start us off, Jesse. Well, I predict that there's going to be some conflict between Tituba. Tituba? Mm-hmm. And Mary, because in the um, previews for next week, it showed, you know, them having confrontation also. And I think that the face of that guy, like I already said, is no longer the blacksmith, but uh, Mr. Hook. Mm. Oh, and, you know, I think um, Mary and Mercy are going to make out. Oh, well, we saw that in previews, but <laughs> I don't think it's for the reasons that you think it is. I think it's Mary, that action is going to be Mary's way of trying to control mercy 
And um, also, I don't think Hook is dead. Uh, William Guy is dead. Um, he's going to play a bigger role. And I think we're going to see more resistance from Anne. That her she's her character she's gonna grow and gonna go more up against Mary. I think uh, Cotton is about to become um, at the same time both really useful because uh, we have this box, no idea what it means. I think John's gonna take it to him, and uh, Cotton's gonna know all about this. These are symbols that he studied, and whatever he's so. He's going to be really valuable, but at the same time, he's going to start to totally hate himself because of what he did to Gloriana, so he's going to become useless to himself and those around him. Uh, so we're going to see sort of like a, a spiraling cotton. Yeah, a deteriorating cotton. Because that he's definitely going to feel guilt over what he did, especially mm-hmm. for the kind of man that he is. And he's definitely going to feel remorse after that action. Yeah, totally. All right, ladies, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at... Miss Jessie Owen on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. Uh, you can follow me at Copple from Air, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. You can follow Bobby at Bobby DeMiro. And you can find us here next week at the same time. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.